This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A conversation to hear about tech and... Mm, I, yeah, I guess it's a concern. And it, when we talk about technology, what, what leaps to mind? Privacy, right? That, that That's the big one. And uh, being intrusive and, and all the rest. We're going to have a conversation about something called eye movement tracking. And we'll explain what it is. Don't worry. We're going to chat with Patrick Lecompte, who is a professor in real estate at the University of Quebec in Montreal. Patrick, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Hi, you're almost welcome. My pleasure. Okay, so let's just start. When we're talking about eye movement tracking, how, how does it work? What is it? Well, I mean, most of us actually are not aware that it's something that's been going on for a long, long time. And the first time that actually research scientists were interested in eye tracking was in my home country in France uh, in the late 19th century. And at the time, actually, um, researchers were really interested in finding out the way people read and the way, you know, you move your eyes when you read. Mm-hmm. And what they found out is that you don't read word by word, but we tend actually to look at group of words, and then we will look at them separately afterwards. So it started really like that, and it was really about, um, I mean, you know, I mean, science, and, and then it moved on and because the technology improved. So initially it was only done in the lab, in a very barbaric setting. A lot of uh, equipment was necessary. You had to be restrained in a way so that, you know, your eye would not move. And now we are using uh, extremely sophisticated technology, basically infra, infrared light being projected by your camera on your eye, and then following all your eye movement. So uh, this process, which was initially purely scientific, now has become something which is being applied by, by corporations. Why? What, how, what do they do with it? What's the reasoning yeah, for it? Actually, actually, you know, you know this old saying that uh, uh, in French we say mysterious barricade. It's an old French 17th century phrase, so mysterious barricade. And it's, it's a metaphor for the eyes. Because basically when you track eye movement, you can find out not only what people think uh, in terms of looking at, uh, at an image or being immersed in an environment, but also the way the process information. Okay. So it's not only about looking at what you're looking at, but also being able to understand how you process information and possibly to interfere in that process. Okay, so I'm sure they sell it as it's beneficial. This is something that's very good for us, right? So what is what is the, the benevolent use of this technology that they tell us it's going to make our lives better? Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. Actually, there are many, many initially it was developed by scientists for, for the good of mankind. So it's being used, for instance, for people with disabilities, like people who have total paralysis of the body, of the eyes. And basically, they can use that to communicate with the outside world, basically moving the eyes, okay. act, uh, some command, and then even their phone, because there's an app doing that, can actually speak uh, on their behalf. So a lot of good things. And you can also use it in medicine, for instance, because you can actually spot uh, people with Alzheimer's very early on, just by looking at the way their eyes move. So a lot of good, good, good use. Uh, you can even use it uh, to, to track drivers' attention to make sure that, you know, basically they did not fall asleep and, and so they are very much aware of, you know, all the dangers when they're on the road. So very, very positive use, absolutely. 
But what's the downside? Because there always is a downside. I mean, not always, but with technology, often there are unintended consequences. So what are we seeing there? So basically, this, this uh, eye-tracking uh, science, if you will, because really a science in terms of psychologists and in terms of computer scientists is being now applied uh, for augmented reality. So what was initially uh, used in a lab setting is potentially now being used in a mass market setting. So most of the augmented reality devices we are uh, hearing about, and they are, they are coming, by the way, because this is the next, the next big iPhone moment will be when we have all augmented reality glasses, and we will not have phone anymore. Everything will be done with uh, AR glasses. I mean, this is at least the bet of technology company. So in order for those uh, devices, so we are talking about Lassie, I just mentioned, but also smart contact lenses, potentially. Potentially even headsets, but those ones are quite invasive. In order for those things to work, basically, they need to track uh, where we are looking at whenever we are wearing those devices. But in the process, they're also capturing information, which is strictly confidential. I mean, if you want to use an image of what's going on, like each of us, we can have, you know, like a private space, like, you know, like you would have, I don't know, a radius of two meters or one meter around mm, yeah, you. Yeah, sure, yeah. That is like, and so when you go in foreign countries, sometimes with different cultures, yes, yeah. like India, you say, oh, you know, it's like everybody's in my space because they don't have the same norms. Well, with those devices, you don't, you don't have that space anymore, basically. And not only that, but they're getting into your brain. Do you want that? Well, this is the thing. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of creepy. So, would we even know? And do we have a, a a choice with some of these things that you're talking about that already exist to say, yeah, no, I don't want that. Yeah, and this is a very good point you're raising. Actually, the way it's being uh, discussed at this point, and, and it, all that is very preemptive in a way because we're still talking about those devices. And I mean, Meta is talking about releasing one of those in 2024, so it's very soon. But um, no, we, we, we actually, the way the industry is talking about it, the tech industry is talking about it, is that, oh, we are responsible and basically we won't get into, uh, you know, stuff which is creepy as you, as you described it. And not only that, but we will just disclose it. So it's about data transparency and making sure that privacy is being respected. But the point I'm making is that if you don't know, I mean, you never actually know exactly what's going on because you are not trained psychologist, so you don't know exactly what information you are sharing with those, uh, you know, by having your eye being tracked. This is the first thing. And second thing is that even if you are presented with kind of, you know, so basically you can sign here and it will track your eyes, you don't know what you're giving away. You are never aware right, yeah. of what you're giving away. They know the value of what you're giving away. You are not aware of it because <laughs> you don't know it's going to be used. So the only way it can be respectful of users and human beings, basically, is by giving us the right to decide each time whether we agree or not, and also making sure that we are properly informed. I agree so much. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. You're most welcome. My pleasure. That is Patrick Lecompte, who is a professor of real estate at the University of Quebec in Montreal. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.